Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. We recently joined as a member and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot CEO. Don't forget to add the two-on-one podcast in the how did you hear about Podgo section of your application. Now get ready for the rest of the episode. Lads, we are back. Still here. Happy not, afternoon. I mean, evening. Okay, oh. here's, we always, I, I need to ask this question. When does the evening begin? Uh, I think you, you asked me this before. I, I have asked this question, yes. Uh, on the podcast. Now I have to remember what my answer was. I think you said depending on the time of year and when it gets dark. Yeah, That's a good like answer. Six, seven o'clock, maybe. I so, think it's evening now. It's evening. Now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're getting so, on the cusp there. When, like, I guess it depends on the season, right? Between afternoon, pre-evening, and then evening. Pre-evening. Yeah. Yes. That's a new one. Never mm-hmm. heard that one before. Speaking of seasons, don't we love the postseason? Unless you're the Habs fan and you hate watching your team because they are not trying That's anymore. Rough. And we'll start with the Habs and Leafs series. It's a rough because, start. Yeah, was it? Was the series is one one? We had our last episode, right? Yeah. The Leafs now taking a three one lead. Um. I, at this point, am just hoping they get to game six because I have tickets. Like, I I have them. They are in possession. I'm hoping to God that I can go watch a hockey game this season. But at this point, like, I want to just, like, put it to you as, like, Habs Twitter, like, you can read the fan base's reaction to a certain extent. And, and, you know, it depends on who you follow and whatnot, right? Last night, I want to say halfway through the second, I think Habs fans have have given up on this series. I honestly, I thought I wanted so badly for last night to be game five and the Leafs to have finally put Montreal away. I was that fed up. That's that's the mood in the fan base right now. I mean, remove my Leaf bias here, but I do think that is fair. Yeah, I I, I mean, it it wasn't great. How many patience can you have? Uh, Yeah, not a lot. Especially, you know what I think... In my opinion, where things it would make it worse is that Carey Price is literally standing on his head, and Man, you, nobody you else. Know. You don't. And, know. He's been great. Like nobody else is. I don't want to say nobody else is trying because I don't know if that's like. I don't think that's necessarily true, but it's like looks like nobody else is trying. It's really sorry, Daniel. Are you gonna say something there? Yeah, it's just like I agree. Like I think it's just it's not like they're not trying or anything. It's just what we talked about when it came to the preview for Montreal to take a stand in this, um, in this series is that a lot of the guys have to kind of perform above what they've kind of shown and not just really stick to the role they've already known. And, you know, Carey Price star goalie, like he's going to show it, but at the same time, 
when we think about where the offense is coming from, that's that's what I felt that really dried up. Or there is there is no there offense. is no offense. Yeah. There there is none. What is it? Four goals through four games. Yeah. Nylander has five, by the way. Oh, we haven't mentioned yet. The Leafs are up three one in the series. Cool, I, guys. I tweeted last night that when Carey Price gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, they have to introduce him as the man who deserves deserved better. Uh, his they've been a lot has been made about the goal support he's gotten his entire time as a goalie in Montreal, like twenty fourteen onwards. The average goals per Montreal scoring is less than two. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just yeah, for reference, know that. when he won the Vesna, his goals against was 1.98 or 96. His goals against the year he won every, like the best goaltending performance we've seen in this era. And that's what he's now being scored against, or like the goal support he's getting. The, like, you know what's really interesting is last night the lines were like Suzuki, Toffoli, Caulfield, which everyone was screaming about since Caulfield got there. They had the Dino line back together, but Gallagher played like 15 minutes. It feels like the, and it was like Kakinemi um, with like Joss Anderson, like all these combinations that you were like, man, if you had said that going into game one, that was Montreal's forward lineup because Romanov's still not playing because we don't because know. Why. <laughs> no reason why. Um, and, and if you saw those lineups going to game one, you think, wow. There's a real chance here, and it feels like those decisions have come at the war, like too late at this point. I don't get the the sort of we talked about the line shuffling and just there's no time to experiment anymore. And Eric Angles even had an article for Sportsnet. Ducharme has just lost the plot. The, honestly, he has. I saw a a video from Overdrive, and it was Darren Drager. No, he's from Leafs Lunch, and Darren Drager was talking about. Um, before the playoffs, he could see that Dom Duchar maybe could have come back and maybe looking at it now. I, I, he didn't think there was a chance. I don't see how there's a chance he comes back. I don't think Burr should come back at this point. And like, I've said this before on the show and you know, Burr has had his moments, but like at this point, it's just, it feels like we're almost having a post-mortem on the Habs and we can do that later, maybe after Thursday, the way it's going. But at, at this point, the, t- the tolerance I have for Mark Bergevin and the current core group of management in that is, is at a very low point right now. And the fact that at the end of this season, Yol Bouchard still doesn't have a contract. They lost Stefan Waite. And what are we going to be left with? It's, it's concerning right now. And it, it, again, the, the usage of some players too. Like Phil Deneau playing 20 minutes the other day because he was hard matching Matthew so hard. What's the thinking here? What's the game plan? You, I will get to the. I want to get to the game, but you brought up an interesting point there about Bergevin because it was. I was having this conversation uh, with Mike on whenever we were watching the game. I don't remember which which game it was. They're all the we, same. They're no they're problem. all the, that. No, I don't. Remember, <laughs> I just don't remember which day. And we were talking about Bergevin because he had popped up on the screen, and we were just we were having a discussion about that, and and he's like, how like you brought up that your patience has run out. And I remember when we did that, uh, the off-season rankings, we had Montreal's champions of the off-season. And Mark Bergevin is the general manager of this team, right? So I went, and this is my perspective. I look at the roster that he's put together, and I think they are a good roster. We all had them, I'm pretty sure we all had them top two in the division. 
it's the coaching that didn't work out. So if you're like, is the question is, is Mark Bergevin the problem or is it the, I mean, he's made mistakes, but like, yeah, I think what I, I don't know if you, if I could go on Adam, um, I, what I kind of felt with the Mark Bergevin thing, when we talked about the off season changes, what we've saw seen on the ice is yeah. On paper, these guys, he brought in, they're all great on any other team. They've been before they've been great. And I think that that's the big thing about it, is that when his contract expired, like this was his, quote-unquote going all-in type of way of seeing things where it's like I need to put on a successful team on the ice and like really I think that what he kind of failed to address and you know no one really foresaw how that coaching was gonna gonna go because again like they did have the losing streak last year but at the same time I think that yeah both two eight game losing streaks but at the same time I think that like and for me personally, I kind of felt it too. Where you had, I guess, as a figurehead in a way, Claude Julien, where it's like this guy's won before, he's been around and everything. But I just did not foresee how this was going to go, or even with Dominic Ducharme, where there was that a bit of hope, where he's that new, new voice in in the locker room. But again, it's like the same thing that's been going on. You know, I look at the moves in the off season, and I don't think you can deny the impact that Josh Anderson has had. I know people laughed at his goal to like his point total, seventeen goals. Shut up. Tyler Toffoli was unequivocally like without a question success. I think the moves he did make were good. Uh, Jake Allen, I mean, was the starter for half the year. Joe Edmondson was a fine move to play with Jeff Petrie. The problem is the Canadians' center depth. Great, lots of talent there. Young, a lot of potential. Wingers, there's some great wingers in there, okay? You know, we've talked about some of them now. Gallagher as well, Caulfield, young guys. Goalie, Carey Price. Like, you know how I always go on about how the regular season doesn't matter? I think Carey Price's performance in the postseason this year and last year has reminded people uh, who cares. And I just want to say this. I think his performance in these playoffs should remind people why he is projected to be on Team Canada because there is no goalie better in this league that is better at the big time. The big problem with Montreal right now is they don't have any mobility on the goddamn back end. <laughs> well, no, it's one of the major problems. Like, John Merrill still being in, Sherratt and Weber thing. And we can go in, like, there's minutia we've talked about. One, one hand Weber playing on the power play. Um, Claude Julian, you can look back at the beginning of the season, you can think when they started tailing off, you could have, like, accredited to that was their scoring, like their PDO evening itself out, right? And then, okay, maybe that Claude Julian afterwards has the right range. Like, let's get, like, figure this out first off. Dominic Ducharme was placed in an impossible situation. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. However, the job he has done since, and he had a very large portion of the season, has been a complete disaster. Correct. Uh, player usage has been crap. There's been no sort of – the hash, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, and I haven't shut up about it. They're allergic to work below the hash marks. There is no sort of, there is the plan of the only time they will bring the puck behind the net is to ring it around and try and like, I do it with zest to try and get it to the other defenseman. And then ugly point shots when there's going to be no traffic or anyone there to get the rebound. And there's, it seems like that's just been the plan. And it just, it's not been working clearly because they have no goals. That's what confuses me a lot because you get, you bring in Josh Anderson, you bring in Tyler Toffoli, you bring in Corey Perry. And you have these guys that could quote unquote crash the net, can be those guys um, in the low end, and they just hasn't been anything. Like there's been 
a lot of those low percentage shots still being given to Jack Campbell. I I saw I saw him in a, in a headline about like um, not Michael Hutchinson. I wish I wish <laughs> it was like Jack Campbell is outplaying Carey Price, and I nearly threw my my phone out the window. Now I you cannot deny looking at I think it was Game Three. No 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 yes no maybe so. Which one was it? The two one game. It was Caulfield's first Game, game three? three. Game Three. Jack Campbell the last third period when when Montreal were really pushing was outstanding. Really, really good. He got a shutout. Like you can't deny the, the 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 pro gamer move there, as we call it. Though the Habs have made his life so easy, especially in the second periods this season. What is going on there? I mean, like, and I, again, you cannot sit there and deny a goalie who I think lost less than five regular season regulation games this year at like a nine thirty save percent. Honestly, like, if he had played the rest of the season, he would have been in the Jack Adams conversation around the, there. Honestly, the like. Vesna. Or but, Jennings, but, or uh, yeah, I, I should have said Vesna as well. You know Vasilevsky, but you only mean like goes against like pure wide. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. At least in conversation, the, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of the minimum twenty-five games things, um, and yes. that. I don't know. It's just you would think that a team that was so heavy on going physical and that. When I think of a physical, hardworking team, that's what I think of crashing the net. When I think of a guy like Brendan Gallagher, who not just in the, the playoffs, but going back to the regular season, he was a player who was losing ice time under Ducharme. How do you do that to Brendan Gallagher? He's a guy I kind of think of like, again, like not, com- not super comparable all the time, but it, 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 he has that Marchant skill set where it is a guy where we watched in the Capitals Bruins series is someone who's always close to the net. It's someone who's always kind of, getting there and i think that i agree like brendan gallagher hasn't been used properly no how many players have been i mean it took until them losing like being down by one in game three ten minutes left to get caulfield going uh, just all these tools that montreal have had at their disposal and by the way i don't know if there's just something that's been hammered into montreal's players but caulfield's the only guy that works towards the slot it feels like sometimes it's like he's the only creative guy out there. And it's first off, I haven't had a player like this for a while. That's pretty sick. But then you realize, like, and I felt like in last night's game, you could tell the pressure was starting to get to him. It felt like there were some power play like passes where you're like, okay, it gets intercepted there. And I don't mean on the Petrie one, the one where he fell over. That was completely on Jeff Petrie. Um, but it, it almost feels like maybe he's starting to feel it because here's a 20, 20, 20 year old, right? Yeah, he turned 20 in January. Like, we were all happy for him, and I think he has been Montreal's best offensive threat since he's been in the lineup, but what else has been going on? And it goes back to usage. It, it's been an absolute joke. And I saw um, somebody tweeted out, like, is Dom Ducharme's coaching future in jeopardy? And, and Alex, you quote tweeted it saying, you know, should, no chance here. And I replied to you saying, I'm going to give my opinion here. If he is the head coach next year, like, forget about, like, bubble playoff team, bubble wildcard team. They're a lottery team again. No question about it. Like, again, I, I can't – No, nothing going. Nothing going about it. Nothing. Yeah. I, I, would, I, I would agree with that. Um, just there's always the discussion about, okay, give, give them a training – give them training camp. It's like, no. It's like it's beyond – it's yeah. beyond giving him a training camp. It's – it's this, he cannot, 
stick with one thing for longer than two games. And that's, I think, when it when it comes down to it, Montreal, unfortunately, Montreal's not in a position where they can change things up and be okay. They need they need some consistency. That's what they need. I think what speaks volumes and different in coaching right now is the Leafs are without John Tavares and Nick Foligno, by the way, who have been, you know, Tavares being John Foligno's stepped into that second line center, but then once he's been hurt, you know, next man up mentality. And what the Leafs have been able to do to adapt to that while there has just been nothing on the Montreal side. And with that, we will transition to the Leafs. And I want to talk about how much the poetry is here of the game that snaps Habs fandom is the best game I have ever seen Alex Kalchenyuk play. My first off, like, I, I want to give it credit here. Like, because, again, we know that Gouch offensively is incredible. Those two goals that he single-handedly created, holy crap, this guy. How dare he? How dare he? I wish he would have done that more in Montreal. I, 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 I predicted. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> it, it's the, it was the game of Alex's. Yeah, well, Baldwin was Both, texting me saying, uh, like, why could he even not have done this? <laughs> it was the game about him, Galchenyuk, and Kerfoot. That second, that current second line now of Galchenyuk, Kerfoot, and, and William Nylander. And I, I'd like to give some time to William Nylander because, my God. But, we, we will in a second. I just want to say quickly, Kerfoot yeah. is making everyone who, who traded him in fantasy trades, us included, Look like total idiots because he has he, been fired. I, I criticized his cap hit. I remember at the time that was the one thing. I, he's living I, up to it. I did criticize him. I now I feel bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I called him a throw in in the trade and I feel bad. I'm sorry. Oof, oof, dick. So, <laughs> and I feel bad. Oh yeah. I think a lot of people did though. So uh, I just said because Colorado didn't want to pay him. That's why he was thrown into the trade. But I'm like, no, he proved paid, me wrong. They ended up paying someone else. I, uh, Maybe JT Confer, I think. Was it Andre Burkowski? No, no, no. They gave <laughs> another player a, a pretty much identical deal to Kerfoot. Yeah, I think it may be Confer because uh, because Burkowski was like done over the sea, over the summer just passed, right? So oh, okay, he was okay. still on his bridge. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. William Nylander. Honestly, I, I saw some fancy numbers, and I mean, forget about the fancy numbers. Forget about. I, that, I respect yeah. them. Don't worry. I'm not Pierre Maguire. Um, He has been the best Leaf, in my opinion, the way he's been playing, scoring more goals than the whole of Montreal can muster. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's true. Again, and it's like something, too, like where his game's really elevated. Mm -hmm. James Myrtle always has those funny tweets about his contract being a steal. I love it. But at the same time, like I remember when – Jason Spezza also talked about it too, like that Nylander's just evolved in a way, like that leadership role he's kind of embraced in a way where he's another voice in the locker room when John Tavares went down. And I think that's what we all wanted from William Nylander. Like this, the goal scoring, the skill was already there. But I think a big thing that people felt was like, where's that other like level that they know that the potential is for him? 
Alex, I know you really want to give Nylander some love here. I do. I actually have a bit of a, I don't know if it's a hot take, but I have a bit of a take about William Nylander. Um, and I'll get to it at the end there, at the end here. But no, a he's a better player than Austin, than, a, than no, no, it's not David that. in the playoffs. I, I thought you were going to say that, that you prefer Alex it's, Nylander. It, it's not that hot. No, okay. no, no, no. Um, no, he, he's looked really, he's looked really good. And he's probably, with the absence of John Tavares, like, even with Nick Foligno, he's looks like he's taken another step, at least in the playoffs. And, and I really do for his, his sake, hope it lasts for the duration of however long they're there. They are in the playoffs uh, for, because he's looked like really good. And what Daniel was saying about leadership, I do think that these moves that Kyle Dubas made in the off season and people can laugh about it and say, they're trying to win the 2012, 2010 Stanley cup. It is, it's starting to pay off. And funny. You know, yeah. Sorry, sorry, finish, finish, finish. No, like it's starting to pay off, not on the ice per se. Like Jay, don't get me wrong. Jason Spezza has looked my God, like yes. fast as I don't even know, like just crazy fast, but it's off the ice that this is how this is Matthews, Nylander, Marner. These are the guys that you're grooming to become leaders. Mm-hmm. I had a, I have a buddy of mine who's just really become like getting into hockey because um, his girlfriend's a massive Lace fan. Yes. Um, I think I told you guys about it before. Good old Cameron. Yeah. And I asked him yesterday, like, who's your favorite Leaf? And he's like, Morgan Riley. I'm like, Interesting. I'm like, who's Solid. your least favorite know. Leaf? And he's like, Wayne Simmons. I'm like, Really? I'm like, what? why is that? He's like, you'll see. He's like, he always just get into fights. And just, I just don't like him. I'm like, actually, <laughs> you know, what Wayne Simmons does on the ice is we don't care. Like, whatever. Like, even though, like, I feel like if you reverse him in Ben Chirot, like, Simmons actually doesn't take any penalty. So there's a bit, oh, is that <laughs> um, but it is that off the ice stuff. Like, if you had watched the Leafs before, uh, like he, uh, right now, Wayne Simmons is playing that's a Daniel Chara role of just I'm gonna do whatever I want and I'm gonna get away with it. I'm gonna be you're gonna hate playing against me. I'm gonna be a big boulder in your face, and it's lovely. And that's what you think of. And like that's that's again that's it with Spezza and, and Simmons and like Spezza. Him and Justin Hall, by the way, and Hall, shout out to that block he had on Caulfield in the last few minutes of game three. God, Babcock looks like an idiot every month, doesn't oh. he? It's hilarious. Can't wait till he's a head So I, I don't know if um, I told you this story. I was watching the game, and the first game, game one, and the game ends, and I switch the channel to – I'm like, okay, I, no offense. I just didn't really want to watch Paul Byron's interview. I was in no mood to watch Paul Byron's interview. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm going to go turn on the um, – Minnesota and Vegas game. Just yeah. watch a little bit. Yeah. I see Mike Babcock's face and I go, nope, back to <laughs> Paul Byron talking. <laughs> yeah, um, that's how much what I, I, uh, I was laughing about is um, I kept saying to him, I should have tweeted it out, but I kept thinking about it to myself when the fourth lines would match up against each other. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I'm watching the 2011 All-Star game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. So what well, that would have been like what Simmons, Spezza, uh Perry, yeah, Thornton. Paul, yeah. Thornton. That's disgusting. <laughs> was well, that the year Lidstrom was still captain? 
Like, yes. After that team, man. Um, because I think what Zetterberg was what twenty twelve. I don't remember. Pretty sure twenty eleven was also the year that the ceremonies lost Norris. Weird. Which Very is crazy. Weird. Um, oh, my William Nylander hot take. I forgot. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, it's a bit of a hot take here. Uh, okay. If like doesn't necessarily have to be this year. Could be okay. next year, whatever. When or if the Leafs win the Cup, William Nylander will be the Phil Kessel equivalent in their first year where he deserves to win the Smythe, but won't win the Smythe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's my hot be, take. Yeah, it'll just be like Matthews has like three goals more than him. Right. It'll be the Ovechkin Kuznetsov. Yeah, that, them as yeah. well, yeah. I could see that because like on paper, that second line is like, okay, I mean like Kerfoot and um, Galchenyuk, they've been great. Yeah, I think like coming into the season, you didn't expect them to be in the top six. And no. what I see it now is it is true. Is like it's it is kind of like the HBK line. I find like like you know Carl Hagelin has all the speed in the world, but he's not exactly like the biggest goal scorer. Like Nick Benino has his moments. Yeah. Um, I hope it shows up for Minnesota soon. But he has those like playoff moments where he he is an effective guy playing center and. I think it's like a good comparable, like 2016 Bonino and 2021 Alex Kerfoot. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to bother bringing up officiating because whatever. Um, do you guys want to have a word on Dermot and Brooks, by the way? Because interesting. Is this Travis Dermot's last game? Is it Toronto Maple Leafs or goes to Seattle? All that kind of stuff. Um, probably. Yeah. With Travis Dermot. Brooks drying in, I uh, think, is is more giving Riley Nash, right? He didn't play last night. No, he didn't play. Right, play, giving him a night off. Because I think, like, not everyone returns from an, like, returns from an injury like Zach Hyman, where he kind of just came back and it worked. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was just, like, <laughs> an absolute freak. Like, there's probably other players I just can't think of off the top of my head. I imagine Brendan Gallagher's the exact same when he uh, comes back from injury. He has not been this year. Uh, okay. Not with okay. Great. But, but, like, Shea Weber when he came back from his knee injury. Right. right. He, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. it happens. Kucherov! Oh, Kucherov. Oh, oh, yeah. Perfect example. Yeah, there you go. Like, I, I think so, he just needs to get up to speed. And Brooks, yeah. that fourth line with Brooks, Spets, and Thornton has worked in the regular season. And, I mean, listen, give it a try in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Daniel. You know, I'm, I I like Riley Nash. The, the only thing I'm, like, I kind of felt that, like, they're going to give him some time just because of the injury as well. But at the same time, like, that's also his Leafs debut. Yeah. <laughs> um, he never really played for this team. Like, he didn't. Like, they had their practices. But I like the Adam Brooks um, edition. I think I've talked about it, I don't know how many times since – you guys met me, but just Adam Brooks has been that guy for me where the fact that he still was able to draw in for a playoff game and he just that adversity kind of guy where he, it's a story you want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but the same thing with Dermot. I think he played pretty well, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be sad he leaves uh, if he leaves for Seattle. Um, I know that the role for him has really diminished that he probably doesn't feel like there's a future in Toronto anymore beyond this, but I like that the Leafs have this depth that they have so many of these options. And again, like we, we look at that bottom pairing, the options the Leafs have, and then this is after trading Miko Lettinen. 
at the end of Travis Dermott's time in Toronto, he's going to regret one thing. He's like, man, I wish I was right-handed. Maybe I would have a guarantee. His legacy in Toronto. All right. Um, I say we talk about the Islanders in Pittsburgh now because they're playing. Um, yes. And we don't want this to get too biased for the rest mm-hmm. of this game. Why would you like to know the score? It's 1-1, right? Oh, okay, yeah. I have it next to me. I think it's Jeff uh, Carter's score. And correct. Who is the Islander? That's a great question. <laughs> I didn't actually have it on. I just went on NHL.com. Um, Anthony Beauvillier, who I've been told has a series, eh? great playoffs. You know what I um when he was first drafted when he was first drafted, I thought it was Anthony Bouvier, like Marge Bouvier. I thought it was like Beauvillier. Like the extra like Ilia is kind of weird in there. Mm. Anyway, Isles took game five, double OT after a disastrous turnover by Tristan Jar. Some would say a rookie mistake from the young man. Mark andre Fleury would never. And now we have a game six, the Islanders up by one in Nassau Coliseum, which, as we know, is a rocker. And the last game they had in this Coliseum against Pittsburgh, it was like game four. The Islanders rocked the house down, and it was pretty fun to watch. This is the second time, I think, this week or seven-day quota that we've seen a young goalie in the normal Metro division just cock up a game for his team. First with Samsonov, now with Tristan Jari. That's not great. No, it's it's not. Um, and I had, with that. Pit, I had Pittsburgh going going through. Now, Still having fun. doubts, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> I have lots of doubts. Um, that, that Edmonton pick just has me questioning literally everything from now on but we're, uh, we're gonna get to we're gonna get to that yeah i, Whoa, I know oh I'm and ken holland ken holland oh god that press conference um but yeah it's it, it is a tight uh, would you guys agree that it is a tight series still like um in a way like i think that like of course the penguins are a lot lot better offensively but it's like that kind of thing where it just they don't know how to get around the Islanders that so many of the problems where they've had in the past with them. It's just, it's not like it's, they're not adjusting to it that they still have these rushes. They're still getting the shots on goal, but again, like, yeah, low percentage shots and Sidney Crosby, I need him to wake up. Yeah. I also have Genie Malkin. I know that he missed a lot of time as well. He's one of those examples too, where, you know, he came into the lineup pretty cold where, he missed more than 10 games and then they put him back in the top six right away. And he struggled mightily, especially with uh, staying out of the box. How do you lose a, sh- a sh- not a literal shootout crap shoot, but how do you lose a shootout to the Islanders? How do you let the Islanders score this much? It's ridiculous. It's the Islanders. What are you doing? I feel like, I don't know, they clamp onto you. You know what I'm talking about? If this makes sense. Yeah, I still though they've never been this kind of like conversion team. I wonder. We'll talk about them a little later, but is it as the window closed for Sid and Obi's era? Because um, this is like again, like Sid was, and we hate counting out City a great year. He'll probably be captain Team Canada next year. I'd say. Um, yeah. If you look back. To that first series against the Islanders, I think he had an assist against the Habs. was pretty quiet. Um, and then you go up against the Islanders this year. 
I'm just saying, I think you have to have a look. And I, you would imagine this, this offseason is the first time that you kind of, that Hextall will you know, be his first offseason. And Burke will kind of look at like, okay, what do we really have here? Because I don't know. I just, I don't see the Penguins in the same sort of threatening light that I have in years past. And I, I think it's really starting to shift in the Metropolitan. Which right. before, I, before I go on, I have a, well, it's not a bit of a joke, but it is kind of true. Like there's some truth to this joke. Oh, yeah? okay, Things see. haven't been the same since Chris Kunitz left. I thought you were going to say Phil Kessel. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, to that extent as well. I mean, that's kind of true, but yeah, I don't know. Um, Your power plays. You shot. know, they were, they were always that great team. You like, if you were not choosing the Blackhawks, you're always choosing the Penguins. If you, you wanted that dominant team in NHL. Mm-hmm. And I think like to that degree, it's just, it really has not been the same. Like, you know, Jim Rutherford, when we talk about him being so trigger happy for him to try to make a roster around Sid and Malkin, it just hasn't worked. Like Jason, Jason Zucker has been good but he hasn't been great. Um, and I think like they're relying a lot of guys now that they, they're just not those game breakers. Like they, they'll put up the numbers. They'll be there for the occasional goals, but it's, it's, it's true. It's not the same. It's not the same surrounding anymore. Like it's not that, that feeling I have anymore. Because like Malkin for, for how good he is, he had, he has had so many injuries and he's what 34 already. Like I don't, I don't see him having that same pace anymore. And I think for Crosby as well, it's just that lightning in the bottle he always had with certain line mates, and they tried to reestablish that too when they brought back Connor Sheary. It's just it hasn't been the same. Alex, I mean, yeah, I, I, maybe we'll get to Washington a bit later, but at least with Pittsburgh, I can see it. The one thing I I think of though is. Brian with Brian Burke, he must have seen something. And I know things obviously can always change, but he's the type of guy who's always said he's was more than fine, not staying, not coming back, getting back into management or being a president of hockey operations. So maybe he must have seen something. I think there's some fixes. I wonder if I don't know if this is the only solution, but it fixes something. Getting some better goaltending than Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith. I mean, I, we always joke about, man, Marc-Andre Fleury is great right now. I mean, who knows if he would have been the same in Pittsburgh because, you know, maybe need change the scenery and all that eventually. But uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, I guess I'll get a final prediction. They're Pittsburgh about to go to the power play, so maybe they'll shut us up right now. Scott Mayfield cross-checking. How dare you? One more thing I just say for the Penguins is that uh, I think it's just they're a unique case because I think that sometimes when teams want to continue the window, they have they have moments of transition, but I think because you have Crosby and Malkin and Latang, they never really had that because arguably I kind of felt too that they never really repaired their defense they got lucky with john marino and that's it like that's about it like brian dumoulin could only do so much and then the other guys they performed well like like marcus Pedersen, you know even cody cc um michael matheson but like i don't know it's just i'm naming these guys and they're not the same rock like type of solid guys like i felt that Trevor Daly gave or, you know, going even further, like a Brooks Orpic, a Rob Scuderi, um, or even like 
the offensive guy, like a Justin Schultz, where he knew his role, but now I'm suddenly seeing that you know these 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 a lot of miss miscast players on that team trying to take on other roles that maybe they were never really meant to play. Um, we'll keep going here. And hell, we were next to them. Washington, Boston, Boston winning five. I'm mad about this because I had, I really thought Washington were really going to come in and rock um, Boston's world here. Boston in five. A just super disappointing game all around, I thought. Um, and God, was it so sad to see Chara? Like they had a shot once the game was in, it was just, Char and he looked so defeated. Um, and just going through the handshake line of seeing like the Bruins guys just wanting to just you know just hug him instead of just doing the handshake. Jake Gensel just scoring the power play. I'll shut up about complaining about Pittsburgh's power play. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord. Um it was just there was so much in that game that sort of at the end of the day really looks at Washington series. And and the way I say that is because Kuznetsov. What are you doing cross-checking a goalie like that, my man? What are you doing? I tried to hide it, and I'm like, it's not it's, it it's so obvious. I know. It was terrible. It was going for the body, not the boy. He didn't even have the puck. Lars Eller was about to try and get some off there. Man, there is just something not right there. There is oh. uh, if we talk about window closing, I think it's done for Washington. Did, are you gonna uh, sing closing time? Did you uh, I'm as- <laughs> Sorry, I'm assuming you guys heard Brian McClellan uh, either yesterday or today uh, when he was asked about trading Kuznetsov. And he pretty much said he's open to anything except trading guys like Ovechkin and Backstrom. Which is which is right. I'm sure no. Manta can probably be on there because, you know, he's got him. But I'm surprised John Carlson's not there. Like, he wasn't on the untouchable I, list. I'm sure he's on the list. He just he used, he just said Ovi and Backstrom and guys like that. So I That's assume. like saying, listen, we're not going to trade Gretzky or Messier, but, like, let's be honest, you know, like, like Curry or something. You're, you're pretty Paul good. Coffey, pack yeah. your bags. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, you know, Joe Sack and Peter Forsberg, you're not going to touch him. But, I mean, Patrick Wall, get out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he, he's probably staying is my guess. Um, yeah. Carl, John Carlson. No one's right. No, I think it's definitely disappointing that Washington lost. I, I believe I had them going through. And it's, you know, what I thought was the – big thing for me was them going out and getting Anthony Mantha, which I thought was the perfect fit for Detroit uh, for, for when um, Washington, my mm-hmm. wow. I am. I mean, Detroit did well on it. Detroit did. Right. They did I mean, really getting well, Jacob right. ran a great pickup, a first round pick. Um, but it, it's like a Tom Wilson esque type player. If he stayed consistent. And under Peter Laviolette, I felt that was that was possible, giving him a little kick in the behind to figure that out. It's just unfortunate the way it turned out. You know, the mistake from Samsonov, and then it's just Kuznetsov cross check. It's just mistake after mistake, and it's going to be a an interesting offseason for the Washington Capitals. That's for sure. I think after the Kuznetsov cross check. And this loud goal. Um, I mentioned it in the doc, but Daniel Sprong taking that penalty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with less than three, like with almost what, three minutes left. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Like at the same time, like that's the guy you're going to have out there 
at that time of the game and it, it just it, it was another thing where it's like of course this is what happened to the capitals um i did pick the bruins in our preview um advancing but i i thought this was if i was going to pick a series i thought this was going to be the seven game series um i have another hot take here okay. where if i was chara i wouldn't regret anything to be honest because um, I remember they, I forgot who did who did write it, but it's for the Athletic in last summer or not last summer, last off season, where they mentioned that they didn't offer him a contract. The idea for the Bruins was that he was just going to join upper management, but he told them he still wanted to play. Mm-hmm. So I think you know, take making a decision to go to the Capitals for him to at least play like did make sense. Go on your own, to own terms if you can. I mean, he, he deserves to end the way, uh, to end his career the, the way he wants to. Uh, it is now 2-2. Wicked stuff for the Islanders. They are going nuts. I love this crowd. Um, I, I can't hear it, obviously. Palmieri again. Wow, what a play. What, what a pickup. You don't miss um, the Islanders in Brooklyn? No, I don't like watching hockey on crap ice. That's why I don't watch the Coyotes. Have not watched a single Coyotes game all year, and I don't feel bad about it. Like, I barely – I have a trouble watching them whenever Montreal would play them in a normal season, much less, like, I want good ice. You know what I mean? Like, it's not hard. The Like, I don't know about you guys, but the most I watch Arizona per year is twice, um, and that's when they play the Leafs. But like last year was the only exception where I watched them play more, and they weren't even in Arizona for the bubble. I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> See, I didn't even watch those to watch Arizona. You watched that because you knew Nathan the kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I, thought the, I, I thought the Phil Castle love was going to come out. Speaking of Nathan the kid, Nate Dog with the sweep on the St. Louis Blues. Oh, I mean, Theory play Gloria. I just, I just want to say that can we, can we, like Alex, can we just kind of put glory in the background as I kind of, I just want to say that at the end of the day, the Edmonton Oilers have a man who has won. They have two different players that have won heart trophies. They couldn't get it done. Uh, couldn't win a single game. Wow. Connor McDavid, three points, can't get his team over the hump. Nathan McKinnon, again, Leads his team to the promised land. The Blues never stood a chance. Like it was, it was pretty bad. But my lord, Nathan McKinnon, let me get his point totals up here really quickly because this is a man on a mission. This is this is a player that I don't know how you watch what he is doing. And again, as a big game player, is leading his team to the promised land. And you don't think, wow, this is the man. This is the best player on planet Earth because. Oh my God, he can actually win a playoff round, unlike a certain man in Edmonton. I mean, I think that's sure. Um, we are Flashbacks of last episode. Um, yeah, go go ahead because I have a. I don't know. I'm assuming you guys saw the Instagram post. Yeah. Wait, oh. sorry. Um, <laughs> I just want to be sure. Are we talking about the Avalanche series or the Oilers? The Avalanche. Oh, oh, yeah, Avalanche. By okay, the way, okay. Um, uh, McKinnon has nine points in four games. That brings his. His career playoff total is 44 games played, 63 solid points. Wow. He's pretty good. He's the best player in the world right now. 
Is he simply the best? Around no, no, it's a Tina Turner song that I, I put on the Instagram. Tina Turner is what? Oh, I don't like. Know. Wait, you don't know either, Alex? No, I do. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Hey, dog. We still listen to her all the time in the eighties. Daniel, you're not from the eighties. You're only like twenty three, aren't you? You know, it's no, pretty no, funny. Is too. um, what's pretty funny is um. 24. I used to make up these like scenarios that somehow I watched. Hey, this is so off topic that I watched Back to the Future when it came out, and then people were like, "What the heck? No, you didn't." Like 1985. <laughs> I feel like you do that once an episode here. Anyway, definitely. Okay. St. Louis Blues were Not just great. picked apart, and I loved Alex. Why don't you go ahead and show these Instagram pictures? I'm assuming you're screen sharing them. Oh no. Okay, I had them on my. Phone. <laughs> I was just going to show you from my phone. Oh, well, we can do, you know, he's got him here. And oh my God, what's this from Philip Grubauer? Memories from round one. I remember his Instagram. That's the caption. And there are reps holding Jordan Bennington from trying to get to Philip Grubauer. I'm pretty sure another, um, do you have the other Colorado post? I don't, I'm, I don't know who it was. I'm going to go look for it right now. You know, okay. Like before, like Alex looks at it, what I'd like to say is, I did not know Philip Grubauer had this personality. No, I think <laughs> and I think it's just coming out even more now. I think it's Jordan Bennington who brought it out because it's just he's such a scoundrel. Mm-hmm. That's a very nice word I'm using to describe Jordan Bennington. Boy, <laughs> the Blues were just never in it. Apparently, they only had a lead the entire series for like seven minutes. Tarasenko had a big like final game, but you know that's great to see. A little late, Vlad, but they did not stand a chance. Like it wasn't Colorado bad, but it wasn't sorry, it wasn't Colorado Arizona bad, but it wasn't far off. It it was like you you expected you knew you, this was expected. Like you saw game one, and I think that there's a lot of series where people say, okay, they're gonna come back. No, I I didn't see it with St. Louis. Like I know. Jordan Bennington had the saves, but again, like people were talking about the injuries that the Blues had, but for the people that were there, like they just didn't show it. They didn't show that they wanted it. And I know that people are going to look at it and say, what about their back end? What about David Perron? What about, you know, Jaden Schwartz not being 100%? But at the same time, what about the guys that were there? Like Ryan O'Reilly, Braden Shen, that like one-two punch they had going into their Stanley Cup win, they were invisible. Can we just talk about it's like, hey there, yeah. So, Colorado are scoring all these goals. What's going to help us defend? Justin Falk. Yeah, okay, that's the guy we need. And I mean, okay, yeah, sweet. You didn't have um, didn't have David Perron. Is that the guy holding your team together? He was the leading Colorado. scorer for the year. Colorado. Yeah, yeah. If you look at the like, I checked it. David Perron, I think, led with. I think 64 points. Um, I may be off a bit on that, but he le- he did lead the team in scoring. That's humiliating. Can we half the series wasn't that long? Colorado didn't have Nathan um, didn't have Nathan Kinn. Sorry, you always know this when he's on the ice. He's not giving away series winning goals. Um, they didn't have Kadri. What are you doing? I mean, that might have been actually a good thing. There's no more major penalties against. But they're like again. We we if we start counting. This series shouldn't count because X and Y. Then, like, shut up. This is not how sports work. We talked about this so many times. It's okay, just uh, they were a bad team. They lost their glue in defense. They overpaid the wrong guys. 
and they just weren't good enough. As simple as it. They were outclassed by simply the, the best team in hockey right now. I know this is revisionist history here, but how much, like, how much do you think, like, how bad was it after Alex Petrangelo left? I called it. Yeah, um, you did. Yes. You Before did. I, um, we move on on this, I'd like to confirm the numbers that I said. I was actually overestimating. Okay. So David Prawn led with 58 points in 56 games, which is not bad. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Second, 54 points in 56 games, Ryan O'Reilly. And this is where it drops off. Okay. Then tied for top three in scoring on that team was Mike Hoffman and Braden Shen with 36 points. Oh, my God. And, and Hoffman was getting benched. That's yeah. disgusting. He played on the third line for a bit, and then it's, it wasn't there. Bad. That is not good. A lot of work to do in St. Louis. Though I, I'm I'm looking forward now to Colorado just going all the way. At least I really really hope so, because I, we don't know who they're facing yet, but we will see. And we kind of we we made fun of them before, so we might as well get to it. <laughs> Did you guys see the Stephen E. Smith video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring in all the trash personalities from hockey. Let's go. So, Stephen. (laughs) Okay, hold on. I'm getting the audio for this ready. This is hilarious. I love this so much. You know it's bad uh, when Stephen A. Smith is is trashing you. Um, Oh God, Stephen A. Smith. Oh, he's making fun of Kawhi. Overrated Kawhi. Um, Mick David. This is just, oh my God, where is it? I can't find, okay, no, no, here it is, here it is, here it is. Hold on a minute. So if you don't know who Stephen A. Smith is, um, ESPN. How? Important guy. Yeah, how do you know? How do you hear it? Stephen A. Smith on the Edmonton Oilers getting swept in the first round. We all know. And you can hear it right? Perfect. Yeah. Okay. We all know. I'm not a hockey expert, okay? The only thing I know about hockey is that the puck is black. <laughs> I heard that Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. I've heard both of them. I've heard both of those guys. Connor McDavid, the phenom, the future, the sport, the NHL's leading scorer, Draisaitl, second in scoring to McDavid this year, the NHL's leading scorer last year. <laughs> Swept in the first round. At the higher seed? After not even getting out of the qualifying round last year? Now, how are you going to do hockey like that? <laughs> I love that. How are you going to do hockey? Like, swept in the first round after not getting out? Oh, my God. What's the best part about that, too, is Stephen A. in the background has a graphic that they've clearly put together for him. Since 2015-2016, the NHL point leaders. Third, Leon Dreisaitl, 497 points. Second, Patrick Kane, out of the way, 531. And Connie McDavid at 574 points. Was that his rookie year? No, it wasn't. Surely not. 15-16? Yeah, that was his rookie year. <laughs> that was a shortened year, yeah, like for him because he got injured. With a broken collarbone. Yeah. yeah. That's ridiculous. We'll start with game three, shall we? <laughs> this is even the worst part. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, I, I, it is I, the I worst guess, part. I guess we'll jump ahead to the four-one. 
Uh, backwards, Daniel. Backwards. Backwards. Okay. Game three against the Winnipeg Jets. It was a four-one lead. Where have we heard that before? And Josh Archibald taking a stupid penalty, which he was then suspended Uh. for. Uh, how happy were you, Alex, when you saw that? When I woke Let's, up the next morning, oh, I don't know what he was doing. Like he's he's going against Logan Stanley. It was like a foot over him, and it leads to an an, an avalanche of sorts. Four-one in the third period. I never <laughs> want to hear a single four-one comment. Ever from someone who lives or cheers for Edmonton. Th- like, this is worse. They would lose the game five to four in overtime. Connor McDavid, no, no, he, this is game four I'm thinking of. But anyway, I called it on the show. Nick Ehlers with the game winning goal. A face off snipe. Yeah. It was awesome. And then we go to game four. Triple OT. McDavid turns over the puck for the game winner. Kyle Cotter and the Winnipeg Jets sweep the Edmonton Oilers. They're going home. I stayed up for that game. Oh, that was so tiring. It ended it like a little like before 2 a.m. I I stopped watching after the first overtime. I'm like, I, I can't do this. I can't. It's terrible i love you know the bugs bunny memes and it's like i wish all sleep deprived jets fans a very good day <laughs> i was tired i'm not even a jets fan and i stayed up jesse pollock's um i can't watch them like i i, I watched i mean i can but i always mute them you have to you just see his speech and you're like i think when they lower the volume <laughs> and as you listen you have to steadily put it up a level at a time to be like okay where can i listen to this Oh, Edmonton. Oh, I love it so much. I love it so much. Here's what I will say. I will never give Edmonton a single ounce of credit anymore because I did. Remember, at the beginning of the season, my thing was, okay, they'll make the playoffs. They probably won't do much. Their defense isn't great, and they have Mike Smith. And I say, you know what? At the end of the season, I'll give them some credit. You know, they had a good regular season. They came in second. I am never doing that again. I'm done. I'm done with giving them credit. I'm done. It's over. I mean, you had the, you had the Oilers winning, right? In seven. Daniel, what did you have in the series? I had the Jets, I believe, in seven. So I thought it was like, again, I thought it was going to be a close series. Mm-hmm. So if you'd allow me to for a second here, guys. Go ahead. I said before this series. Yeah. I had the Jets in six, by the way. So this is just even better. Yeah. I, oh, this is just the best thing that's ever happened. McDavid, I think in that last game, too, had three assists, or even he might have had three assists in, in the elimination game and in game three. And I was terrified. I think he scored, actually. I was terrified that my take was just going out the window. But it stood the test of time because this is not basketball. Mason Appleton had a massive goal in that comeback game, too. That's the difference between Edmonton and Winnipeg. Correct. And again, you had Ehlers coming back, so the top six was solidified. Sifley had a massive game. And the depth came through. And it just was nowhere to be found. 
And you can also see on the defensive side of it where there was no depth either because Nurse played 60 minutes. Can we talk about that it took three overtimes to do that? It took five overtimes for Seth Jones to hit that mark. That talks about the reliance Edmonton had to have on him. Their third pairing didn't see the ice basically in game three, past 10 minutes into the third. That's embarrassing. That's there were they were non-options. That's how bad it was. And may we never forget at the deadline. What did Ken Holland say? You can't go in every year. And McDavid proceeded to have a hundred points plus. And he did nothing for him. Have you heard the quotes? I haven't actually seen any of Ken Holland's presser today, Alex. So please enlighten me. It was not great. Let me go to Mark Spector because I know he has them. Oh, okay. It was not good. Like it's, this is the first one I saw today as I'm eating lunch, scrolling, like scrolling through my phone. (laughs) We got beat by a real team. Winnipeg is an established program with really good players, really good depth. We're trying to grow into one of those really good hockey programs. Okay. They didn't have any defense. How do you say that? I I mean, again, like we talk about like, yeah, the core is pretty young, but I mean, for how long you've had all of them, like, now it's another thing to say, like, oh, we still need to grow into a winner. Like they, they have, like you know, they have got like Bouchard, Yamamoto's still young, but it's sure. Like, Philip there, Roberg. There is a there is a sort of drop off right now, and I love how they're pumping the tires of their AHL team right now, even though they're the only division playing playoff games right now in the AHL. Like, what are we doing here? What's the plan? Raphael Lavoie. Raphael, I think he'll be a good player, but... Ryan McLeod. He's going to be a good player. That's the issue. He's going to be. They need someone now. You know what's funny? I have a fun fact. They need just what they need depth, and they need someone who can play defense, which was my entire point about why Tyson Berry was a good signing, but the wrong player. Mm -hmm. He was good if they got, you know, a two-way solid defensive guy or Oscar Clefbaum didn't get injured. You know what I'm talking about? Like he's a complimentary like power play specialist. He's the cookie man. He's the cookie monster. And his cookies are the power play. It's like he's Justin Schultz on a good defensive core. <laughs> so Justin Schultz when he was a penguin? Yeah, like that's what I think. That's the perfect Tyson Berry. He was role. Not Tyson a top Berry four. when he was on Colorado. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, the fun fact I have is when they talk about, you know, they want to keep growing. Their second round pick is still going to Detroit. <gasps> for Andreas oh, Antonisiu. That's why. <laughs> that's why Ken Holland didn't do anything. Yeah, that's why we can't go in over here because I already went in last year when we were clearly not good enough. What is going on? I, I, I love it. And I'll, I'll, I'll say it here. Nathan McKinnon would never allow his team to get swept. Never. Would never happen. I, I saw the comments on that uh, our TikTok where guys like, what are you saying? They play on, he plays on a line with Miko Rantanen and uh, Gabriel Landeskog. So I don't have TikTok, so I haven't seen the comments. Don't tell me people were saying that. 
Yeah, people are saying that. Yeah, the Oilers saying that. lost when they scapegoated Leon and Connor together. If you want, whatever. I mean, that's listen. If you listen to these last few episodes, I think I was being serious and saying that that McKinnon is better. When if you watch the video portion, I have to cover myself because I'm laughing every time I make a joke. Then get real. I like you. But honestly, you actually can't deny that he is the best player in the world right now because McDavid's not playing hockey anymore. Correct. And oh, he's going I, to be gone. Adam should be a lawyer. It's <laughs> I you're not the first person to say that to me. It's mostly my do parents it. when do I'm it. arguing with them, but do it. Do it. Anyway, no, screw Be the next Gary Batman. legal counsel. I could not. I'm not smart enough, and I, I like having some morsel of a personality. <laughs> I could never be a lawyer. I talk too much. Anyway. Um, Any, yeah, anything on that. Yeah, one other thing that Ken Holland said today, and I just yeah. want you to take a guess at uh, which player he's talking about. He said, Okay. Someone asked him, Is a buyout? going to be part of Ken Holland's summer strategy. Uh, his response was very possible. Very possible. Cassian? Cassian. Uh, okay. Daniel. Sure. Yeah. Possible. Um, I, oh, I just looked at that deal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. What, wait, wait, wait. What, what's the deal? Remind the, remind the listeners. It's three, pretty bad. 3.2 for oh. the next three years. I was thinking Miko Koskinen. So was I. That's another bad one. <laughs> also, uh, they want to resign. They want to resign Mike Smith. So yeah, I saw that. I'm if like... it's Miko Koskinen and Mike Smith, man, uh, if you know Smith is a back back backup, I don't think it's terrible the way he played. No, it's not. Um, he's. I think he's earned another contract, but it's just. Yeah. He's thirty nine. Like again, we talked about it this season. That's great. Your future plans cannot be relying on a thirty nine year old goaltender. That's they not have, how this works. I don't even know. Like, do they have any other goalies? Um, Stuart Skinner. He was a third round pick Stuart two years ago. Skinner. He did play because they kind of had had and to make him was, play. And he was not good. Uh, I remember him playing this year. It was not an amazing viewing party. You know who they really could have used at 14th overall this year? Who? Yaroslav Askarov if he didn't go uh, to Nashville. No. Oh, but we would he'd be here be in Russia. He'd be in Russia. Yeah, no, he would be, yeah. No, he would be. Um, in the wake of this, the, the timing is horrible here. Um, Wayne Gretzky had left the organization. <laughs> yeah. So it's because he's going to TNT and apparently he's making three million dollars a year, which is like whatever. Attaboy Wayne. Um whatever he's doing right now. Though does he need I, more money? I just think here's the thing. Remember when he was coaching Arizona? Yeah. He didn't leave because it's like, um, like he was protecting his reputation. I think that wasn't at the end of the day, it helps Wayne Gretzky's brand that he will now be part of one of the big front runners in the U.S. developmental. Day. I don't think Wayne Gretzky's going to be an amazing analyst. He just doesn't have the, I don't want to disrespect the best player to ever play the game after Peter Forsberg, but <laughs> um, Wayne Gretzky's not, the biggest personality, like regardless of whether this is because he is embarrassed that the Oilers just lost to a sweep to the Jets. It, it is without a question, a terrible look that days after you lose in the first round after McDavid is the best season since like Gretzky played. 
that he that he leaves your organization, regardless if it's for TNT or whatever. It looks god awful for them. Yeah, it was an odd way, an odd series of events because he said he was leaving. And then a couple out, like, it's like, okay, well, there's two hours. Let's just speculate, because I guess that's what Twitter's for. She <laughs> waited for the official announcement with them. Or at uh, least ne- a- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just said, guys, and you can set the TNT, because it's preferred to give him $3 million a year. He, and it's Ryan Gretzky. He could have had the zest to be like, can we hold off here? Daniel, what were you going to say there? I, just paused I thought it was a joke, because um, I, at first I actually thought it was like, a, a joke because when um Wayne Gretzky did the quote of you miss 100% of the shots you don't take and I know he I know what he's doing I know what he's doing yeah. but when I first saw that I thought it was a fake Wayne Gretzky account and then when I checked it I'm like no he actually tweeted that out <laughs> um, <laughs> oh man the only ways he missed oh, a crucial part of it though what he didn't add Michael Scott at the bottom he did not. Oh. That's um he's stealing another man's clothes. All right. So for you guys, what was the worst? What was worse for timing? The Rangers firings or this? Uh the Rangers. The Rangers, yeah. 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 Okay, I thought was, the same thing. Because that was actual hockey ops people. This is like reputation wise, it's hilarious to see Wayne Gretzky leave. The Rangers, Tom Wilson burnt the organization to the ground. <laughs> Literally. It, That's much worse. That I kind of forgot that Wayne Gretzky was a part of the organization. Same. Because same. it's like he doesn't like not that he doesn't do anything. I bet he's a great voice to have in there because it's Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. But it's like I rarely hear from him and I don't really know what he does. Was it Keith that was the interim GM? I yeah, think he's, he's still the AGM, right? He's uh yeah, AGM, yeah. Too okay. much if he leaves now. That'd be even funnier. I love that. I love the Oilers. I love them so much for all the wrong reasons. Um, I think we we should, when we have the time here, also acknowledge that um, all the stuff that's been going on with Ethan Bear and yes. sort of racist comments being made against him uh, is disgusting. And there's no play. Like, it's so difficult to actually say that hockey is for everyone because, man, it feels like there's an incident. And we're, we're waiting. Like, I don't want people to think we're ignoring this. We're waiting till after Thursday to talk about Ron McLean. We are going to address it, but he had a statement. Sports have a statement, but we want to wait until his first broadcast back before we cover that. But it is very difficult when it feels like every other week there is some incident that makes you think, God, this like sometimes of this. And, and it's not the league itself in this scenario, but it is still like the fans around it. There's just, Still, this stench around hockey sometimes, where it's like, God, it doesn't feel inclusive, I and it's th- such yeah. a damn shame. Yeah, shout out to Ethan Bear though. But I don't know if you guys saw it. It came out at six forty-five, um, just after we started recording. He threw the Oilers um, Twitter. I'm assuming it's on Instagram as well, but giving a statement about the comments. So mm-hmm. that, like, that does take a lot. Uh, so shout out to him. I, I I feel for the guy. I know that he's been someone too that's been really involved with making sure that there's a lot more of um in, of an indigenous like influence in the NHL. That he's been part of so many committees and so many um efforts for that. And it's disappointing. Like we always forget. Like this guy's only 23. 
that he, for what we talk about the Oilers, like he gave it his all. Like it's not his fault they lost, and to just like single him out like that is just another another like horrible thing to look at. That again, when we always talk about that, you know, the NHL is kind of playing a bit of a passive role with everything that's going on. It's 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 alarming to me. It's alarming that that you know there's nothing really substantial to kind of address it in a way. I think like I like that the Oilers have have kind of gone on their own and to do this, but it's just it's a disappointing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been I've been told apparently I didn't realize that Sportsnet were um, were actually having the game tonight in Canada. So apparently Ron has spoken. So. I'm going to try and get audio of that up or okay, no, we know it's on. We'll talk about it next episode because right now we are not prepared to talk about it because I didn't know you talked yet. Um, but we will address it because um, it's pretty important. And uh, when I first saw that audio, I was like, Oh man, that's not great. Um, but we, we will address it next episode. Don't worry. Sunday. Um, yeah. Okay. What series do you guys want to get to next? Um, rock, paper, scissors, air. No, I what there's two, two left, right? Carolina, um, Nashville. There's three. All we three. got I, Tampa series, Carolina, Vegas. Can we do Tampa, Vegas, Nashville? Oh, okay, Carolina, Nashville. Yeah. yeah, cool. Okay, Tampa Bay. Spencer Knight gives up the first. I think it was a shot about like 55 seconds in. Makes yeah, Keith Yandel over. Sorry, Keith Yandel with the turnover. Oh, he was playing? Yeah, that was his uh, first game back from being a healthy scratch for two games. And let's uh, see if he plays tonight. I saw the uh, replay. Alex Baumgartner uh, re- uh, posted it on Twitter. And it's like, my God. It's like, you're first shift, man. <laughs> it's like, come on. So, but after that, <laughs> yeah. Spencer Knight does not allow another goal. And the Panthers win. Funny enough, Bobrovsky did not back up that night either. They force a game six. Panthers never say die. Did you guys watch the video I added there? I did not. I didn't because I just saw okay. it before we started. No problem. Um, the Goonies. I've never seen the Goonies and I never will. No, okay. <laughs> There's a part where they were um, like, they, they're trying to escape from the cave and someone, like one of the girls gets discouraged and says that, um, you know, we're going to die here and no one's going to ever find us. Yeah. And then, um, you know, Samwise Gamgee, the main character, said, you know, Goonies never die. And I felt that with the Panthers that, again, if we use another meme example, like, you know, that part, you know, in like Thor Ragnarok, where it's like, you can never defeat me. It's like, I know, but he can. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of felt like the yeah. Thor part of that was like Spencer. Chris Drieger oh. and Sigurd Roboski. And then oh, like yeah. the Hulk is um, Spencer Knight. Can Daniel, can I be honest? The only mm. scene I know from the, from the Goonies is uh, when I don't know who it is. I've just I've seen it is when someone goes, "Hey, you guys," and that's it. <laughs> that is it. The only scene I know from that movie. Did you say what's the guy Samwise Gamgee? Sam. Sa- Gam- what? Samwise? Is this a Lord of the Rings reference? Well, I mean, like it's like Shane Austin, right? That's the well, actor. The only the only Samwise I know is Samwise from Lord of the Rings. The best now character. No seconds in. Anyway, I think I'm getting confused. I, I, I mentioned that Lord of the Rings, like it's the same actor. Yeah, but 
I didn't realize that was you, that was what you were doing. I feel embarrassed now. I thought there was legit a character also called Samwise. Oh no, it's like And I'm like, "What? Okay. <laughs> Excuse me?" Did they rip this off? And for anyone yelling about the movies, yes, but I'm pretty sure the books came out before the Goonies. Yeah, yeah the books came out like after the books World are like, yeah, because Tolkien's been gone for a while. Yeah, it was based on his experiences of World War One. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that there were dwarves and elves. Okay, I'm talking about the battles. <laughs> I didn't the first Wait, so who who were Gandalf and the like riders of Rohan? I don't know, like. The British cavalry okay, and the, the I don't know probably the um, Americans coming in probably yeah maybe in both wars <laughs> oh man um yeah Tampa honestly um Tampa Bay I don't want them to win because it's obviously underdog story and listen they don't know Tampa they don't know the scouting report on Spencer Knight. How often have we seen a young goalie come into the playoffs and be like, hey there, I have a cup now? Patrick Wall. Yeah, Patrick, Matt Murray, Bennington. Um, we you know some of those careers have turned out, some have not. But well, I mean Bennington's got a lot of money now, but there's a real possibility that they can come back from this. There is or uh, I mean. Yeah, they yeah. have momentum. I, I figured. They they do have momentum, and I think that's a hu- that is a huge thing uh, in the playoffs. And Spencer Knight has been the got the ball rolling mm-hmm. for them, and that is when you have when you have a hot goalie that always helps. Yes, as long as the team in front of you scores, it always helps. And we know um, that they can, right? Like the Panthers right. have always been a very like, like even again, like it's never been scoring that's been the issue with 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 Florida. It's always been the net, and we saw it earlier in the series. They couldn't decide on a guy between the pipes, and, and they're getting it now. You know what? A good coach, good star power, some decent young depth guys, few playoff performers like Sam Bennett, not getting suspended. My gosh, I didn't realize before he. Like when I looked at his numbers, he has more points as a Panther than a Flame this year. Yeah, because well, he didn't play, he didn't try in Calgary. Didn't we all knew he wanted to leave? Um, did we say Vegas next? Yeah. Okay, the Wild Force game six, but After injuries. Yes, true, fair enough. Mark Andre Fleury, come on, man. I'm kidding. The Wild have injuries, though, and from that, I did not know that Kale Madsen and Matt Boldy had not played. No, yeah, like, um, Matt Boldy technically, like, it's actually, I've been talking with um, a lot of people who are also um, working at Hockey Writers with me, like, um, part of the staff, and we don't know yet if he's playing yet because there's been so many, like, injuries or, like, thinking, is Nick Benino going to play? So Matt Boldy might make his debut, but Kale Addison for sure is in the lineup, and... Mm-hmm. Man, that guy who is twenty-one years old looks forty. <laughs> that was that was it. Kalen Addison that was the picture you guys one of you threw up about comparing him and Matthews and just their hair yeah. and mustaches. It's so like e- Evan Bouchard looks thirty and he's like twenty-one. That might just be the Edmonton effect. I'm back. <laughs> Sorry. No, I go finish. I was just saying, I'm just, I'm back on crapping on Edmonton, okay? It's a lot of fun. Um, (laughs) 
I'm still kind of worried about Vegas that they haven't put away Minnesota and Colorado are just having rest. Kadri's getting more time to get that appeal for it figured out, which I think is happening tomorrow. Yes. I'm still, I'm still concerned about Vegas. I still am. I mean, they could, I'm still, I'm not trying to count Minnesota out. However, I think it's going to be, if this goes to seven, I really, I would, I think I go team Minnesota. Especially because like, what the hell is going on with Pacioretty? I don't know. Again, like non-factor in the playoffs because, you know, we'll never remember. Max Pacioretty. Max Pacioretty. But... <laughs> Sorry, Max. <laughs> I still love you. Me? Forever a hab. Yep. You know. But anyway, uh, yeah. Vegas, Minnesota. A weird series. I'm sure, Daniel, you thought that. I'm sure you're not surprised with how things have gone. It, to, in a way, I, I still am because even though no matter what, like I, I said it so many times that it's a success regardless of how this goes. And Minnesota has been still surprising me, like the way they've been kind of pivot around all these injuries that they've been able to still play as a unit, no matter who's really like the main cogs there. Um, You know, I'd like to, I really like that, you know, Zach Parise got a goal that he f- is redeeming himself that, He's having fun again. That's what he talked about. And man, I don't know. Like Vegas, like I, I would love to see Minnesota go. But the way the Golden Knights have been touted by really everyone, by the betting odds, by a lot of analysts, like that they, they are the heavy favorites. Where I never really saw it. And I'm not saying now because they're struggling a bit. But I love the players. Like again, I love Mark Andre Fleury. But. If we're going to use the Colorado comparison again, I don't think they're as complete. No, no. Um, again, down the it's middle. showing. Yes, I believe Braden McNabb and someone else are on the COVID list for tonight, which is a kind of a concern. Yeah, I, I guess this is a result of being so cap constrained where it's now showing its issues, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, I, I brought it up a couple episodes ago. They went ten games down a man. It's like, oh my god, how are you doing this? Why? Like, why are you doing this? No, it's like I get you wanted Alex Petrangelo, but what did it cost? Ah, uh, that's a good H-Met. one. H-Met. That's a good <laughs> one, Daniel. I get. I like that. I like that. The Thanos reference. Three two uh, Pittsburgh. By the way, I think it was Zucker got it. So you know he's been good, Daniel. As you said, as you said. Fun fact before we move on. Yep, I have so many of these today. Thanos was in the Goonies. His I'm assuming you mean his actor. Yes, Josh Brolin. He was the he was the big brother that was reluctant to go on the adventure, but then he becomes one of the heroes. Friendship and yay, you guys. There's an octopus or something in there. I don't know. I haven't seen the Goonies. Never will. <laughs> Finally, Carolina, Nashville. Now, we did say that Carolina should have easily won. I think I said that they were going to – I'm pretty sure I predicted the series would be done by this episode. However, in our series preview, we did mention, I think Alex especially, the one thing that could probably work for Nashville, and they did lose last night in overtime, so Carolina do have the 3-2 lead. UC Soros uh, single-handedly – one national game four. Jordan Stahl with the game winner in game five. Though, the way it's been going in that, ignoring playoff officiating because it's crap. We all know that. 
Nashville, I'm not done. They're not done. I don't know why I'm trying to push this because Carolina are going to win the series, but could you imagine they didn't? Uh, it'd be it'd be maximum chaos. I'd actually be disappointed to be honest because not from like you know we, we, I'm gonna be honest here. You know we never really have uh impar- we're never impartial on here. But again, like I I don't know I I'd be disappointed wow. to see Nashville in the next round like. For me, I'm just like Carolina's so fun. I need them to keep going, going. Are you calling us bias? I'm about to say, like, yeah, we're we try. Yeah, we try, we try. I'm just like I'm gonna be honest today and say that I I don't know. I don't want Nashville to advance. Your team storm surge. I am. I love the clap. You're what Nashville would call one of the jerks. Which is a it's that's a term of endearment, people. Remember that whole bunch of jerks thing when yeah, Don Cherry called them that. I don't know. We if never he got meant the shirt. That as a term oh, of okay. endearment, though. What? I said I don't know if he meant that as a term of endearment. <laughs> oh, he did it, but the car- the car- the, the Carolina <laughs> turned it into one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope they lose because that means Seb realizes I do have to go back to my my favorite team in Montreal. But <laughs> sure. He signed the contract. Okay, I there was not doubting that. I'm not doubting that. I, I'm not. It's there is no doubting. It's a fact. Okay, I you have made it very clear. <laughs> yes, but sad. Yeah, go sad. Jordan Stall, the good one. Man, Jordan Stall the past couple of years has really proven how good he is. Like we all knew he was good in Pittsburgh, but like, and even in his time in Carolina, it was like, yeah, he's good, but is he enough? Like, is he? Is he worth the C at one point? I was definitely asking, like, Jordan Stahl, really? Uh, I think I questioned why it wasn't Jeff Skinner or Justin Falk at the time. Boy, has that roster changed. Yeah. But he for the better. Yeah, oh, for sure. But he has been so mega this playoffs. I think that was his third or fourth goal. Uh, let me double check that. I, that is his fourth goal. That's um, But even just in the regular season, like, he's had a – uh, we'll call it a resurgence. He had 38 points in 53 games. Uh, points wise, like that's just above, that's 11 points from the year before, but that's also 15 less games, right? Mm-hmm. So he's he's kind of having at age 32 this resurgence with a really fun team. I'll tell you who's fun to watch, by the way. Uh, Martin Nickass. Every time I watch their games, it's a different name. I think it's Neches. I've but heard Nate Cash. I've heard many. It's Finnish, so there's probably six different ways of saying it. We should get him on the show so he can confirm. I yeah, we definitely should. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll <laughs> add him to the list. <laughs> you know, guys... We miss a hundred percent of the shots we don't take. <laughs> Who said it though? Who said it? Uh, you know those things where like they have those quote boards, yeah. You, like that you could buy at like department stores, and it's like yeah. quote unknown. Like right, like it just says unknown like at the bottom. Say it. I was oh. rewatching some Office episodes the other day. God, it just it gets funnier the older you get. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Um, a few of them, like um. Like there's good stuff like you know the episode where like um like the warehouse guys and like Jim are at like the bar yeah. and like they run into Roy and oh, he's yeah. like and he's like yeah you and her started out as just friends because like Pam's partying and Jim's like driving and he turns around <laughs> to go back home because he's like um we're not that couple 
We're not that careful. And it's now. just like when like the Michael and Holly stuff and just oh. how goofy they are together and just how adorable it is. I love Holly. And how it just cuts to like, oh, she's the best. And how like they're just they're like doing their little like PDA like dorky stuff. And it just cuts to Michael Scott going, I believe after the third date is when you have sex. And it just cuts away from him. And it just it's just hilarious, man. And then it's like Oh, it cuts to like Angela and she's like, I read a chapter of my book, turn my lights off and go to bed. That's how I sleep at night after it cuts away from her and Dwight going to do the adult stuff in the warehouse. Because she's obviously engaged to Angela. I didn't, I didn't think we were talking about this. It's just so funny. I don't mean to go that rude, but it's just, yeah. it's just so freaking funny. But I think we're gonna go through like this, this, the sweetness thing. Like, what if I, I like? I'm rewatching it again too. Um, I mentioned Jim being good. Oh, oh, hockey. Yeah. Well, yeah. Carolina should have won by now. It's not our fault. But <laughs> remember when Michael there. Scott played for the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins? <laughs> Daniel, what are you doing here? <laughs> well, didn't he do I'm, hockey in his like threat level midnight stuff? Yeah, yeah, you were yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just he jumped onto the ice during like a. A scra- like a, a a penguins practice. See, I know a lot of people go on about how they can't watch Scott's Todd's, and I can't either. But I can't watch Threat Level Midnight. It's just <laughs> I can't do it. It's too much. Um, There's certain episodes I cannot watch. Um, so the Lover is the best episode. I'm on a live poker night. I I I I couldn't rewatch it. Like I think the first, the second, like the first time I actually went through the the series again. I couldn't watch on um, Poker Night. I think everyone hop on Twitter so we can see if there's any breaking news um, because we should probably we should probably stop um, before we keep going down this hole of the office. You love to say it. Um, hey there, potential next step for Tavares. Oh, light exercise, increasing intensity of workouts one day at a time. If he's ready for that, may include light skating in coming days. As this concussion will be handled with tremendous care by Toronto medical staff, I don't care. Just beat us in six. Um, Besides I mean, that, what? Yeah, he's not coming back. Ain't like. But what happens? Like, you just get refunded your ticket. If, oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah, don't worry about that. Oh, you just paid it. I'm like, they, they make you pay for the potential. <laughs> no, they when they sent the email out to season ticket holders saying, ah, the game might happen. They were like, don't worry, it's going to be. Refunded. They send you an IOU letter. They just refund the card. Like when the season ended last year, they were like, they weren't going to be greedy. They were like, okay, you can either have the money back or you can put it towards your next year of tickets. So they're, they're good with that. They're not like Buffalo who are like, yo, go get and pay for your own COVID test fans. And then the game got canceled. Oh my God, we're not going to help you, you know, because the Sabres. But um, just losing six, that's all I want. Like, 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 I'll be mad because the team sucks. But if I could see a hockey game again, yeah, so much will be forgiven. So much. Yeah, of course. So much. Anyway, that's everything. Is it? Is it? Uh, yes. Predictions. Oh, oh, our predictions. God, yes. Yeah. Hockey's still on. Um, I've, um, okay, well, uh, so it's 3-2 Islanders. Sorry, 3-2 Penguins. I'm not going to ask you guys. We did cheat. Yeah, that's um, fair. Panthers lightning. I, for the sake of my bracket, Panthers uh, force game seven. Yeah. Um, I think Tampa Bay will win tonight. How dare you? What score, uh, Adam? Uh, 
Six four. Okay, Alex. I'm gonna go with five three, and that fifth goal is an empty netter. Okay, I'm gonna go five four Florida in overtime. Carter Verhage scores the winner. Wow, that is specific. I mean, <laughs> nice. Okay. Vegas, um, Minnesota. I say Vegas close the series out, and I think the game winning goal will go to Shea Theodore. Um. I'm going to go with Vegas as well. I think the the score is going to be three to one. Uh, again, Mark Andre Fleury standing on his head, and if I guess we're doing game winning goals, Mark Stone because that would help my fantasy team. I'm going to go three two in overtime okay. for the Wild, and okay. I think Zach Parise scores the game winner. That'd be hilarious. Oh, so you said Mark Stone, by the way, right? I did say not Mark Stahl because you know he doesn't play. I did I say Mark Stahl? No, no, no. I'm taking a shot at Chris Cuthbert who kept refer. No, it was Elliot Friedman who kept referring to Eric Stahl as Mark Stahl. I know we're not the Leafs, but get our players right, please. It's not the first time this series that that has happened, and I would appreciate it because we're gonna get our asses kicked and have been. If you could at least get our players right. Well, like Gary Galley calling do... Tyler Toffoli Michael Ryder. Yeah, that's, what? that's bad. Are you serious? That's bad. He did, he did that earlier in the year. That's bad. Uh, not once or twice, many times throughout the night. When we have Elliot Friedman on the show, because so my, pre- my prediction. We will we have, will Elliot, have Friedman Elliot Friedman on the show. On the show. Um, you, can, you can tell him. I will. I'll say I'm, I'm insulted that you remember that Alex, not myself, but I appreciate that you remember my shoes. At least the shoes. The fact yeah. that he also he he complimented my shoes when he had had a few drinks was made it all the better. <laughs> Thank you, the voices. It's always yeah. a fantastic platform for the show. Check out the show on YouTube to get the video portion. That's always fun. Um, you can look at Stephen A. Smith and the Instagram posts and everything that Daniel and Alex, I mean, puts up. Uh, check out, speaking of social media, check out the show's TikTok as well and all that other stuff, our own personal social medias. Alex's blog, Daniel's, uh, not his YouTube channel, his stuff for the Hockey Rise and the Eye Open. Check out my YouTube channel. I have to film the HFR for last night's game, and I don't want to. But we like hockey. Check out everything about hockey to do with the show. Nothing else, just ours. And tweet the LA Freeman saying, come on the 2 one podcast. That's we'll welcome him with open arms. Oh, yeah. And we won't charge him anything to come on. Never. <laughs> we do not do that. No. Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>